Hello and welcome to our Fright Fest coverage for 2022. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Tired, tired. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about <laughs> these movies that we've just spent the last sort of three or four days watching. Um, yeah, and like I say, it has been exhausting seeing all these movies. Um, but it's been such a great time getting being back there. Great. Um, which yeah, we'll get into shortly. But yeah, this is our coverage. This will be uh, across multiple parts. Um, this will be going up on random days, not our usual kind of schedule for the time being. Um, mm-hmm. And we've of course, got a lot of movies to talk about. Yeah, so we've got twelve films to talk about, and so don't worry, that's not twelve feature-length, full-on conversations. But this is more of giving you a flavour of the really? movies that we liked. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there is. This is not the usual format. There, there will be no news. There will be no talking about anything else. I've, I'm banning it from now on. Um, <laughs> but just fright fest stuff here. You know, we're going to be talking about our experience at the festival as well as obviously the films themselves, which is the main thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, and obviously, I might have watched Terminator too. I mean, so <laughs> that may or may not happen. Um, <laughs> But and yeah, obviously we will not be talking any sort of spoilers um, at all because nope. most of these movies are not even remotely available, and a lot of them might not ever will be, and some of them will be just around the corner, and they'll be coming to obviously services and platforms this year, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you as of right now, a lot of these it is up in the air. Um, we've seen a lot of different world premieres, which we'll get to. Um, so yeah, let, let's just start chatting about the movie, shall we? Obviously. Um, do it. Yeah. I mean, do we, one. do we want to jump into kind of Fright Fest, you know, in general? Or Yeah, I mean, I mean there's anything you want to talk about. Like, well, I feel like there's going to be random things that I'll want to mention throughout the yeah. discussions. Um, I, think, I think just initially, you know, just, just arriving and being there, it kind of, you know, it felt so nice to be back and it felt so familiar in, in a good mm. way. You know, it was like it hadn't, it, it didn't feel any different from when we were there in 2019. Um, which you know ha- has good and bad, but for me, it's mostly good. Really, that it just you know mm. it felt it felt nice and normal, and and really nice to be back there and just kind of instantly recognizing people, instantly seeing friends that we've kind of you know spoke to before, and then kind of um, you know for us this year, the big thing was actually having the festival passes and getting to see that giant screen that we uh, you know we we may or may not. Uh, have confirmed that it was the biggest in the country but either way it's the biggest goddamn screen i've ever sat in front of and we were lucky enough to pretty much secure i think the perfect seats mm. um just bang in the middle at the back and the screen for you know what was it the 10 of the or yeah 10 of the 12 movies mm-hmm. we saw were on the big screen and I didn't really want to go away from there really you know we had we had you know a couple of good reasons to try to to go away one in particular and um you know I wanted to be on that big screen more than you know more than more than ever because as much as I love the Prince Charles and it was great to give it the little visit that we did and just have Mm. that little kind of moment with it but that big screen it was phenomenal um it really blew me away every screening 
Yeah, that IMAX super screen is something else. Like we we've heard about it, um, but to actually experience it for the first time, it was so worth it. And and I can't imagine like I don't want to go to Fright Fest ever again and be back in that other screen um, because it really felt different. The actual screen itself is is a beautiful screen anyway with really good sound. Um, just the overall setup um, and everything about it is great. I think just the overall level of audience was noticeably different. Um, yeah. You know, there was no like loud eating or you know you know never any conversations or phones or anything like that which is such a joy to not ever even have to think about that being a problem yeah it Um, felt like a professional audience (laughs) yeah it was like oh this is what it is when you know actual you know people with courtesy go to the cinema like and it's it's wild because that's not the normal cinema experience and it's mad to think that for some unknown reason people go to watch these movies and they decide to graze for three hours or you know do whatever else they do in the cinema rather than just watching a film that they paid money to see um but this is what people were doing they went there and they wanted to see a goddamn film and so that was awesome um and yeah the so yeah the yeah like what you said that screen is so good that i'm i'm glad we we obviously went to the prince charles twice because there's the two yeah, screens which we'll obviously yeah we'll get to talking about those films but i mm-hmm. there's obviously the two screens at prince charles that are both a very different vibe and i always want to check out them at least once um just to see how they're getting on and it it, it was cool because i really do do have such a fondness for both those screens at the prince uh, prince charles um but yeah this, this super screen is something else and yeah i could never go back to the other one now um no definitely not i think as well um like the the whole kind of experience definitely does feel like you know the premium experience i think you know mm. you get the films at a better runtime you get you get the energy of the filmmakers either a only talking on that screen or b mm. talking for the first time you know i think having having been on the other screen when we did get the filmmakers it felt very recycled Mm. um so so yeah i i for one was was you know very happy to be be on that big screen for the first time for sure um but yeah i mean obviously the opening movie um was a very nice one to obviously see Ooh. on that big screen um so yeah the opening film of this year's fright fest uh is the lair um so with all these movies Ooh. i will be pulling from the uh official fright fest festival guide um yeah, for the information so yeah, right. If any of the information I say is wrong, it's not my fault. Um, because yeah, all these films, you could you know you could Google the said title, and you're not going to find much information um, <laughs> because these are you know some of these are literally were completed hours before this. Yeah, um, so this is a big film. Um, so the Lair, uh, obviously directed by Neil Marshall, who's um, one of the bigger names on on this year's Fright Fest, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, The Descent, Dog Soldiers, which actually had a, a new 4K restoration screening across the weekend as well. Um, and yeah, this is a British film. Um, so, and I think it's, I'm trying to think, I mean, we did, we saw a couple more, which we'll get to, but yeah, there wasn't too many that we actually saw that were UK productions. Um, which is always nice, nice to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, apparently the runtime was 90 minutes. Um, I can't yeah, remember with this one. It did, it did feel about that. Um, yeah. It was because we'll touch upon it. I'll try and remember which ones it were. But like some of these runtimes is just complete bullshit. Um, yeah, there was one that was 90 minutes on the, on the program that clearly wasn't. Yeah, was, this, this one felt, felt like that. Yeah, it was um, such a placeholder. It was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I mean, I guess this one, the layer kind of starring kind of Charlotte Kirk as our lead, um, who is kind of this RAF pilot who gets shot down in the middle of Afghanistan, kind of deep behind enemy territories, 
and kind of discovers this kind of abandoned bunker and um yeah it's a bunker where kind of the russians once experimented and let's just say the horrors in that bunker were much worse than the uh the chasing afghan soldiers that were uh, were on her back mm. and kind of yeah the, the whole movie then is her on earth and what is down in that bunker and then trying to get the hell out yep um yeah i mean i think i think this was a was a banging opening um i i think for for me it's probably like um you know what was it chucky was was a was an opener one year yeah um and and other than that this is my this is my second favorite opener we've had mm. um i think it was a great way to open the 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 festival kind of the movie itself feels like a you know a big you know i don't want to say proper movie but you know what i mean like a, a big yeah, this is a big production, production. Yeah. it's got a big cast it's got a big scale a spectacle it's got effects it's got creature design you know I mean, bloody hell, the opening scene is kind of lifted from Top Gun. We have kind of her and this fighter pilot. I mean, it, it don't look quite like Top Gun, no disrespect, Neil. But, I mean, you know, it, it still looked bloody good. And, you know, it, it's 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 a big spectacle, and it was great to see on the big screen. And, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great ride. It kind of, you know, it, very similar to Dog Soldiers, kind of, you know, that, that kind of feel with the military versus this unknown kind of, you know, scary force of nature um i think i think the fact that you know with with dog soldiers it's kind of um you know just just them versus the enemy you know the, the monster whereas you know there, there's kind of this whole you know the the two armies fighting each other and then what's in this bunker as well and i think that element really was fun to see that it's like oh i kind of want to shoot you but i'm also don't want to fuck with what was in that bunker like let, let's just get the hell out of it. And it was, it mm. was good. You know, I, I thought that was fun to see them kind of play with that at times and kind of um, that backwards and forwards. And, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I think, I think it was a great watch. It was great to see on the crazy screen. I think it will be a great cinema flick um, when it eventually comes. And, and cause did you say that, yeah, this, this was the world premiere? Yeah, this is the world premiere. Yeah. Um, so obviously we don't, I, I don't know, you know, we don't know a release date or anything yet, but, but, you know, this almost certainly will, will hit cinemas at some point and, and hopefully English cinemas. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that we'll see or that we'll discuss, um, hmm. that aren't cinemas. <laughs> yeah. That are like, yeah. Uh, you know, going to go straight to shutter or, or maybe you'll find them on a, on a USB stick down the line. But like this was, yeah, this is made for the big screen. It, I I completely agree. I think this is a really strong opener. Um, it's just a very good film that's very entertaining. Um, it's very silly, um, and it kind of sets the tone for I think what what was night one, which was a lot of movies that are trying to make you laugh. Um, and and that's it's a weird thing to get across because it's a it's a big action movie lots of lots of shooty guns lots of action lots of violence lots of kind of fun monster I stuff put that on the poster lots of shooty guns yes i think that's what they were going for um, but so i think that works but it's um it's, it's just a lot of fun and i think that yeah it makes sense why this is the opener that as we'll discuss the rest of these movies there's a lot of indie stuff at this festival um yeah. that you're going to see a majority of whereas yeah this is a big bold film that is just fun it's, it's really not much more than that i think that it's um 
the characters are like annoyingly stupid on purpose and that's the vibe yeah. they're going for they, they go scary. for this whole like it's all military people and so it's a lot of like the the kind of military bro banter between them um and lots of dumb one-liners and that's that's the sort of vibe they're going for and so that will gel with a lot of people i thought it was okay but it definitely got a good reception like a lot of laughter in the cinema um but yeah, it's it it was a fun movie. Like it's not um anything amazing for me. Um I you know, I've liked openers before um a little bit more than this, but yeah, it, it's a really cool film. Um and it, and I definitely think that this was one that the placement was perfect. Um because I don't really know where else this movie should go other than yeah, it's your big bold opener and this is a big get as well for Fright Fest. Um when you've got like a big director with like clearly a budgeted film as well, um which again is like a theme of this that this is a lot of low budget stuff and, it, and it's almost like fright fest is that realization of just how much it really is a miracle when a movie gets made and it really is over the course of this weekend you just get to see people's miracles um that's yeah. like the fun part you, you get to see all these small teams that are working on these things for literally years and they're just so happy that it's finally out there and audiences get to see it and we'll we'll discuss later on whereas this is more this felt more like a traditional film like you say that... i think um you know when we first went to fright fest and certainly like our first two snippets were kind of mm. seeing an early rob zombie movie and seeing a world premiere of a, of a Chucky movie. Like, mm. they were a little bit, like, you know, they were kind of like our first two snippets, and it was like, that's kind of, like, not really what Fright Fest is, and that's kind of like no. with this movie. Like you say, it is this realisation of someone's dream, and it's seeing it, and seeing that filmmaker, and the joy that that filmmaker has, and, and knowing that you're in the room in the single best screening of this movie that will ever exist yeah, um, is, is fun. And I think with the layer this is um like you say it's a great opener i think the opener and the closer of fright fest were you know good choices for what they've got because they are the two cinema movies they are two movies that will be seen on the big screen you know we know the fall is coming out very soon yeah um and, and we know that the, you know, like i say this is going to be on the big screens and i think kind of you know these are the ones that like when we first kind of um, like I say, when we first started going to Fright Fest, that I was thinking like would be the majority. And then when you actually go and you realize what it's all about, it is really about, like you say, the other side of it. And, and it's just mm. getting a sprinkle of these movies, which is which is always great. You know, and like I say, th this one was a blast for me. Yeah, like you say, there's there's movies that will be on our radar. This is one that, like, I imagine the trailer would pop up on horror websites and would get a release. Whereas, yeah, it's I feel like now as we've we've gone to Fright Fest multiple times, you do start to get a sense of like, oh no, you want to find that really under the radar stuff, stuff that not not even to talk about stuff that we're going to talk about, but on previous years, the you know stuff like Red Letter Day, where it's like, oh, this is a cool little film, and would we have ever even heard of that, you know, outside of Fright Fest? Um, let alone when you get to the real you know gems like a freaks and stuff like horn um so yeah it, it's that is why i think we we go to fright fest whereas this is just a you you know who's the director but this was just a fun big opener i thought yeah it was, it was very very fun um but yeah going into the next movie this was a complete i mean not a completely different vibe i don't know it i guess it is um which is uh the visitor from the very, future very very different vibe <laughs> well it, i mean 
it's still trying to be funny, but yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, this is um another world premiere. Um, and this Ooh. is a French movie. Um, so this is yeah, a, I guess it's, yeah, it's a different vibe because it's a science fiction movie. Um, rather than you know a big action movie, but it is still. I mean, this is more co- way more comedy focused than the previous film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. What, what is this I mean... one about? I mean, basically, so is this, I think they said that this was like a series of shorts that then have been yeah. like kind of expanded upon and kind of turned into a feature. Um, the best describe it is um, it was like online, an online web series, web series um, yeah. some sort of comic as well. Um, yeah. So it's had multiple Which makes forms. a lot of sense, like having, having kind of seen it now. Mm. Um, yeah, basically it's, um, you know, a visitor from the future. This this guy. I can't think of his name. Can you? Do you know what his name is? Let's just call him. No, it just it just says the visitor in the synopsis. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say just this. Call him the visitor. Yeah, basically he um, has come back from the future. Basically, kind of you know, kind of Terminator esque. Apart from instead mm-hmm. of machines, they're just kind of zombies in a, in a dark and a, a kind of cloud of doom. Um, yeah. But basically, he's come back from a, a kind of post-apocalyptic future to try to kind of get people to change the future not make the mistakes that humanity made and in particular there is this kind of um nuclear power plant that's going to go it's going to have a catastrophe in the future and he's trying to stop it being built and kind of go back to the genesis of that plant being built and stop it from being built and ends up taking the kind of the the figurehead behind it being Bill, um, along with his that um, along with his daughter, kind of to the future to see uh, what the hell this future has in store, and and yeah, like you say, this is very you know it's very sci-fi, it's it's a it's a comedy, and you know with with a very you know with a sprinkling of zombies, which you know mm. can't go wrong, can you? Um, really, I think kind of. Tonally, this movie, I mean, the opening five minutes of this movie is fantastic. It had me in absolute stitches. It was just so fucking funny. Um, every joke landed, and not every joke landed, and every joke had a follow up joke from that joke as well. And it was just, it was just bang, bang, bang. And like, honestly, if it had kept going for the, for the, like, for the full runtime, I don't know what I'd have done. Um, because it, it it was it was goddamn hilarious. But then when the movie settles down, the jokes are still there, but they're much more spread out. And um, I, I thought I thought even like jokes aside, it, it was a fun you know time travel movie. Um, you know, it was zany, obviously funny, as I've said, and and you know again like a, a fun ride. I think it was kind of um, you know even you know I, I kind of was waiting for like the the big screen to show up some of these movies yeah do you know what i mean like Mm. how good the screen was and and with this one the visuals you know we see kind of a post-apocalyptic paris at points in this movie and don't get me wrong it's only a very blurry filter that it's on but it but it worked and it held up on that big screen there wasn't at any point in this movie where i felt like it looked shit other than when it was taking the piss out of itself do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and yeah, I, I yeah, I, I had a really good time with this one as well. Um, I think kind of it reminded me a chunk of Mega Time Squad yeah. as well that we saw at Fright Fest a few years back. This kind of you know zany sci-fi comedy, you know, and 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 you know wore its heart on its sleeve and was charming with it. And I think I think this was the same. 
Yeah, I, I thought this movie was awesome. Like, the, like you say, that opening scene is unbelievably funny. Um, genuinely, one of the best like opening scenes I've ever seen in a comedy. And and you can tell that's like with all their previous work, and that, I imagine that's something that they've just workshopped and fine tuned over the years. Because yeah, the, the the level of comedy is so strong in that bit that it's clearly been so well crafted over years. And like every single joke lands um but yeah once we get out of it it does just become a really fun adventure like i was so on board with like our lead alice and kind of the relationship with her father and then introducing all the time elements the time cops all that stuff was just super fun um this one had uh, yeah this one had a um a pre-recorded intro from the director and he mentioned um you know oh yeah we've been making this for years with no money and now we kind of made it into a feature with even just a tiny bit more money um and obviously that's a theme with a lot of these movies but like this really felt big. like you say th- this has a lot of special effects that all look very good um and it really does go to show you that like we, we talk a lot about how much visual effects add to budgets and how it is just the one thing mm-hmm. that you can't really do cheaply. But it also shows you that we've seen stuff. I mean, again, like Freaks, for example, was another movie that was just made with like no money that has a, that, that has to rely on special effects for the plot. And it works so well. And I think this is exactly the same. Um, because all of the stuff looks great, let alone the fact that it's really well written, has really funny performances and the comedy is something that is so hard to get across in a subtitled film um it's so rare and this is genuinely one of the funniest you know up there with like a one cut of the dead of like those jokes are landing through a language barrier you know mm-hmm. you're not getting that exact yeah. like cadence of how the person's saying it um you know it's based upon the, you know, the visuals combined with just the pure writing and so it's yeah th- this is a real strong one and, and again this is kind of what fright fest is all about of like on paper would I, would we have ever seen this like probably not and let alone to see it the way we did i was so glad um it is a longer film and i think that it, it earned the the right to be that long because there was so much going on but i think with a comedy it's difficult because i i think most mm. comedies like should never even remotely think about going over the 90 minute mark um and, and you know this is about an hour and 45 but it's because of the fact that it for the for about 20 minutes towards the end it does stop being funny and it's like right we now need to wrap up a lot of story um but yeah mm. it, it never stopped being entertaining like this this movie was was a blast i had so much fun with it and i thought that out of all of the ones that tried to make us laugh this was the most successful at making not only me laugh but the audience was so enamored with this one i thought um yeah this was this was the funniest movie definitely yeah for Um, sure that, that that opening had the entire audience in absolute stitches yeah like that's a it's such a bold thing like i say this was a on day one this was a pretty much 100 percent sellout um so you're talking mm. about hundreds of people in this screening you're sitting down to watch this subtitled sci-fi comedy time travel film and the fact that you can immediately win over the audience like i feel like everyone was on board for the ride after that opening scene it really does set the time because if that doesn't work you're immediately going to be like right what is this am i just going to be lambasted with jokes that the language barrier won't allow me to laugh at um but they clearly just broke that so early and so yeah this this movie was so good um but yeah, obviously moving on to our final one because you only get the free uh, films on day one. Um, is a sequel to. Can we have film. another world premiere? It is another, another one premiere. Yeah, free for free so far. Um, 
and even the ones that weren't world premieres so many of these films were like they said in the intro oh yeah it got shown to like one audience last week or it was, yeah, like, it was on a digital festival so you're the first live audience to see it like so many yeah. of these were p- proper true premieres which was really cool to see um but yeah this one is scare package 2 uh, rad chad's revenge and obviously yeah we did in fact do an episode on scare package on shudder um which was a pretty fun movie wow. that we both enjoyed and we never expected to get a sequel um and listening to the filmmakers i don't think they expected to ever get a sequel either <laughs> <laughs> i believe so i believe um, so which is i mean what the hell I don't, I don't even know what to say about this one in terms of a synopsis, but I mean, they made another. You know, scare package. <laughs> they made another one. They made another one. I was gonna say, if I you think the, the package, thing you you know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, and and I think the the funny thing about this is obviously Scare Package One was an anthology movie, but had a very cohesive wraparound, mm. and it was one of the things that we kind of gave them thumbs up on really is how well it kind of went together yeah and i think um you know scare package 2 is the same you know vhs if you've seen you know i mean i would still recommend the first vhs movie because i think it's the best one but i think with vhs you don't need to see them you know each one they're, they're just anthologies yeah you could just you know segments can uh, you creep show, from themselves whatever like just watch watch some creep show and yeah there are better episodes than others but with with this scare package 2 is very much a sequel to scare package 1 um so much so that even though we did a show on scare package 1 i felt like i i should have done more research on scare package 1 going into scare package 2 because the characters certainly felt familiar to me, but all like I'm like basically, um, Rad Chad is kind of, um, I mean, I guess kind of, you know, spoilers for Scare Package One. <laughs> um, he's dead, and we're at his funeral, and kind of the the kind of um, the wraparound is rad charge funeral and the madness that ensues and then kind of we get these segments in between the funeral kind of taking place as part of kind of these vhs um videos being played in the funeral home um and and yeah kind of you know the cast of the first movie has returned a hell of a lot of faces that felt familiar to me like i said i I can't call myself a, a, a um scare package super fan um but i certainly recognize a lot of faces um and then and then yeah then we had some fun kind of segments um kind of you know anthology style kind of all then wrapping back around to 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 this funeral and kind of the madness of it and i think kind of you know to, to me again like i had I had a fun, I had a fun time watching this movie i think it was a great late night fright fest movie um i think uh i hadn't drunk nearly enough alcohol to watch this i think that was the biggest problem with it um but i still had a fun time i think it was um you know it, the segments were silly and i and i think it was just uh, as you said i don't think the filmmakers ever thought that they'd be making a sequel and you could just tell that they were like we're just gonna have a blast with it and we're gonna go uh, I, I think a lot of the time when i was watching it i was thinking to myself oh like if, if they ever made a psycho gourmand too like and and like they could just have a blast and just have such a fun time and i i kind of feel like this is it for like scare package 
where it's like they never thought they were going to do it and like they did and they just went hard into it they went hard into the uh the fan base and and the the, the, the you know the the history of the first movie <laughs> that i didn't even know it was there and and yeah they had a great time with it and and i still had fun watching it like i said i don't, I don't think i fully got all the references to the first movie but but still had a fun time and there were some fun little segments in there as well yeah i I thought this was a cool film like it it certainly wasn't what i was expecting actually um because i thought one of the strongest things about scare package was the setup to the law and kind of like oh you know rad chad's horror emporium and this kind of super you know horror fan and all that vibe um whereas i think this is weird because the the wraparound for this movie is basically just a straight up saw parody um which i didn't see coming at all and like it's fun it's so dumb they literally go into it so hard like every single joke that you could pull from a saw parody whether it's billy you know whether it's the videotapes whether it's the actual traps or the or the one-liners all of that stuff is just done in hair and milked so hard um oh yeah and it is funny, like, and I definitely think the first half in particular is very funny with the with the actual wraparound itself. Um, but it was weird because I didn't, I just didn't expect that for a movie that was built around homage in like old school stuff. That the first movie is so obsessed with like the what every old school horror fan is obsessed with, which is mostly eighty slashers. And so for them to immediately switch up that vibe and go like, now we're going to take it to Saw. Like I was down for it, but I, I I can't. I think a lot of fans won't be. Um, I think a lot of fans will. I think be the, the writer, the writer director of kind of like the main wraparound and everything else, kind of basically said in the introduction that like yeah i was binging sore hard when i wrote this movie and it may have come across in the film and like we all kind of like laughed when he said that and then and then yeah when you actually see the movie it's like oh no no we're just straight up just just referencing almost everything that's in sore yeah 100 percent. like it, it's so obvious it, it really did this is like scary movie basically because it is that much of a direct parallel yeah and let alone um we're talking in that wraparound there's a certain scene which literally combines nightmare on elm street free dream warriors with hellraiser <laughs> with record like it's such a mental mashup of three films that i never thought would happen and i and i vibed with it and it was funny and it worked mm-hmm. but it was bizarre um so that is yeah it's it's weird i think yeah as far as the segments go the, oh, the, i forgot uh, about the hellraiser 2 bit when they were when they were oh that was so funny yeah there's a there's a lot of yeah. stuff i definitely think that like why the why we're talking about it the most the actual wraparound is it's easily the strongest part because i think the segments are they they they, they go from good to mostly okay and then there's one that is abysmal um and i feel like they're all a bit too long and and they could be cut down um i think they, they st- kind of go more and more downhill yeah they really do and so i think that and then once we get to the wraparound, like the rap, like it is scare package is weird because I almost feel like it's an anthology in spite of itself. Where yeah. at, at this point it really didn't need to be, especially if they're going to take it down the parody route. Like I, it, it's weird. This movie's franchise has now become like three separate things from what the initial plot was which was like a guy talking to people in his horror store which i feel like it's so far past that now um but it's still funny and it's still entertaining and i and i enjoyed it and i think that if you like the first movie you will like this one but it's 
I would say it's just slightly worse than the first one, but I still enjoyed it, and I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to see it like we did because, like I say, the- this was a weird one. Um, like it feels almost like an outlier of like, wait, why is Scare Package on this ginormous screen? Like, oh, because Shudder's one of the sponsors. Okay, cool. Like, I'm down to watch this because I liked it, but yeah it's it's a bizarre one like but people will get to see this because i'm sure this is coming out this year so um people will get to decide for themselves but i still enjoyed it and i think that like what you mentioned this capped off night one nicely um this was free yeah, I think that's the thing. It, it felt like a really good late night movie yeah and just yeah, so you know, that, that kind of silly slot this overall yeah. program for day one i thought was was very fun like it's interesting how they do it in blocks and how they don't kind of you know, because there's other movies, and I'm just thinking, like, man, if you threw in this movie instead of this movie here, it would just change the vibe completely. So I do think they were clever of keeping it consistent and starting off with their big action banger, their most tip- most sort of normal film, then going straight into a comedy and then going to something which combines comedy with these kind of horror homages. So, yeah, it, I, I do think that they actually nailed the, um, the, 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 yeah, the schedule for this one. There are certainly times over our kind of three days that, that I felt like the programming didn't work. And, and, and this is definitely one of the strongest points where I think this was a, a, you know, you know, a really good mix of what Fright Fest is and, you know, kind of leading, leading with a big gun in terms of what is on a, what will be shown on a big screen, having this weird movie that will never get shown on a big screen in the UK. Mm. And then having this third movie, which is, yeah, it's going to be readily available in the UK, but never on a big screen as well. And it just kind of, you know, it kind of sums up the, you know, the the, the whole kind of, you know, the minutiae of what Fright Fest is really in those three movies, I think kind of sums it up quite well. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, you're going to get the odd big block, you know, not big blockbuster, but big, but, but big cinema movie, you know, on occasion, they'll be like the flagship ones. Then you're just going to get these crazy overseas ones and then yeah these odd little indie projects and so yeah i thought it was great i think the you know certainly for scare package as well i think the filmmakers kind of talking about it is another one of those examples where it where it does elevate the 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 viewing experience you know and i think that's something that we haven't kind of touched upon with fright fest that i think you know that that kind of sprinkle on there you know sometimes really does set you up you know i think i think they'll you know there'll be a movie that we'll talk about in, in you know later parts where you know when you hear the people talk about the movie before you then watch the movie you just go into it with a different mindset mm. when they're that enthusiastic and, and have that much love for it and i think with scare package it was you know you could just tell that they were having fun and, and enjoying themselves and just zany and i think kind of you know i think it helped elevate my view and experience anyway yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is funny, like their little intro where they were just kind of like, yeah, we're just happy to be here. Like we we never thought this would be a thing. And so that is cool to see. Um, it's very different because, like I say, a lot of these are more like the I've poured my heart and soul and every dime that I have mm. to my name over the last six years to get this off the ground. Please love it. Whereas this was more just like, yeah, we're just having fun. Like who knew that, that we're making a bloody sequel to Scare Package? Like this shouldn't exist. Yeah. So we just tried to make it a lot of fun. And I, and I thought it was fun. Um, and and over overall yeah this was a a real strong opening like to actually come out of day one having seen three films and i enjoyed them all i'll always take that so i thought it was great um but yeah that's it for our part one of our coverage we still have loads of movies to talk about so stay tuned Mm -hmm. uh yeah this will be coming across the feed over over the next sort of days and weeks so yeah stay tuned for that one um but yeah that's it for part one uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon
See you later, everyone. Anyway, shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I start that?